This is Front Runner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture, for week ending Friday, the 13th of August 2021, presented to you this week by Fay Lee. I'm a marketing assistant supporting the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. Let's start with wheat. The United States Department of Agriculture published its August World Agricultural Supply and Demands Estimates report on Thursday and presented some bullish surprises. Futures markets reacted with notable gains, and US, Paris and London wheat futures all rallied to set new contract highs. Having taken an overly conservative view of potential crop losses in its July estimates, this time the United States Department of Agriculture made some aggressive production cuts. This was particularly the case for Russia, where the United States Department of Agriculture estimates the wheat crop will be as low as 72.5 million tonnes. This compares with its July estimate of 85 million tonnes. Earlier this week, the Institute for Agricultural Market Studies lowered its production estimate to 77 million tonnes, reflecting poorer than expected yields. Notable production losses are also seen as a result of the drought that has ravaged Canada. The United States Department of Agriculture sees Canadian production falling to 24 million tonnes, compared to its previous July estimate of 31.5 million tonnes. In contrast, both Ukraine and Australia are seen producing larger crops than estimated in July, at 33 million tonnes and 30 million tonnes respectively. That's an increase of 3 million tonnes for Ukraine and 1.5 million tonnes for Australia. Overall, world wheat production is seen 15.5 million tonnes down on the July estimate to 776.91 million tonnes. This is still 1 million tonnes above last season. The estimate for consumption is seen 4 million tonnes lower at 786.67 million tonnes. With the world using 10 million tonnes more wheat than it is producing, stocks will be almost 10 million tonnes down on the year at 279 million tonnes. This is 12.6 million tonnes below the July estimate and reinforcing the bullish backdrop. The United States Department of Agriculture made cuts to its US corn yield estimates, which would double those expected by traders. Yields are now seen at 174.6 bushels per acre compared to 179.5 bushels per acre previously, and the impact is a total US crop for the 2021 into 2022 season that sits at 374.68 million tonnes, which is 10.5 million tonnes lower than what was estimated in July. There is a significant contrast in yield potential for states across the US, which adds to the complexity of estimating final crop numbers. The second largest corn producer, Illinois, is expected to achieve record yields, whilst North Dakota is ravaged by drought, and will probably have its worst crop in 10 years. Overall, world production is seen almost 9 million tonnes down on July, at a current 1.186 billion tonnes. However, this is still 71 million tonnes up on last season. Consumption will be 41 million tonnes up on last year, but with production exceeding demand, we will see stocks rise 4 million tonnes on the year. This will be 6.5 million tonnes below the July estimates. However, these crop estimates are far from being realised. The United States Department of Agriculture finally cut its Brazilian 2020 to 2021 crop estimate 
to 87 million tonnes, to match those from other analysts. The 2021 to 2022 crop is pencilled in the balance sheet at a huge 118 million tonnes, but achieving this figure depends on beneficial weather. Latest Russian data shows its wheat harvest is reaching almost 60% complete, but average yield so far are down to 3.34 tonnes per hectare. This is 10% below those recorded this time last year, and no doubt influenced the Institute for Agricultural Market Studies' decision to cut its wheat production estimate. Ukraine's wheat harvest reached 73% complete, with record yields reported, and volumes 14% higher on the year at 4.55 tonnes per hectare. This supports the United States Department of Agriculture's August estimate of 33 million tonnes. Latest official data puts the French wheat harvest at just six points ahead of last week at 72%. Crop ratings remain unchanged at 74% good to excellent, but these do not reflect the current rain damage being recorded. It is estimated that as much as 50% of French wheat production could be downgraded to feed quality. This shortfall of quality has been a primary driver for the Paris wheat futures market, which has seen a 25% gain in value since early July. Moving on to barley now. Prices have gained significantly following sharp rises in wheat futures markets in the Northern Hemisphere. Most of these gains are due to concerns around world wheat supplies. Barley's discount to wheat has widened to £21 per tonne because local domestic consumption is due to drop by up to 20%, in contrast to last year's very high inclusion rates. Yields and quality, in terms of kilograms per hectolitre, get better the further west and north the harvest goes. Scotland appears to have achieved the best crop, with high winter barley yields and a 65 to 66 kilogram per hectare average specific weight. If the weather continues to hold, the spring barley crops will be of good quality. Meanwhile, malting premiums have risen due to quality concerns in the Western EU. Yet, despite quality concerns in other European origins, Denmark's harvest has reached around 25% completion, and while yields are below last year's record, they are only slightly below average, and the quality is good. Denmark can cut 15% of the remaining crop per day in good conditions, meaning significant progress can be expected before some rain Sunday evening through to Monday. The natural question to ask is how much of the bad news regarding wheat crops in Russia, USA and Canada has been priced into the market. With the rally in prices, the answer is probably quite a lot. However, many consumers have not bought a significant amount of their cover delaying due to uncertainty surrounding future possible COVID-19 restrictions. Today's values are higher than budgeted and not at a bad price for the next percent of your sales. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with oilseed rape this week. Paris rapeseed futures have hit new contract highs this week as the European harvest moves towards a conclusion and attention turns to what is happening in Canada. Europe's crushers are currently relying on domestic supplies, but the import requirement in 2021 into 2022 is going to be substantial, with Australia and Canada seen as two of the key suppliers. Currently, plantings and weather conditions in Australia are both positive, 
leading traders to be pencilling in an extra 1 million tonnes of supply from Australian origin. However, the Canadian situation is getting beyond the point where rains would now rescue their crop, even if they arrived, and the Canadian exportable surplus is certain to be sharply reduced as a result. Even so, price rises in the UK market in recent weeks have been hampered by a firming sterling, which has appreciated against the euro by over 2% since the 20th of July. Rising prices in global oilseeds markets in the last 18 months have generally been linked to relentless Chinese buying, although China has not been seen in markets recently. Chinese imports of soybeans in June and July from the three big exporters, USA, Brazil and Argentina, were 29% down from last year, compared to a 9% reduction from other importers. COVID-19 lockdowns and floods affecting pig production are thought to be the key factors for this change. However, with markets riding high, it does beg the question, where could prices go if China suddenly resumes its formerly aggressive buying programme? Traders this week have been anxiously awaiting the August release of the United States Department of Agriculture's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report. Market sentiment in recent months is that the United States Department of Agriculture has been slow to address several issues in the numbers. In particular, its Canadian canola crop estimates have tended to lag behind trade forecasts based on the clear damage wreaked by the devastating heat and low rainfall in the prairies. Early trading after the report's release saw prices surge in global soybean markets as the forecasted US bean crop was cut by 1.5% from the July report. This might seem modest, but with year-end stocks at rock bottom, we have nervous markets that are liable to be volatile following any changes on the supply side. The report also cut Canadian canola crop by 4.2 million tonnes to just 16 million tonnes. Now let's take a look at pulses. With bean value still following the wheat market, growers with buyback contracts may be well advised to lock into the current high values. This would enable growers to achieve base price feed bean levels of over £220 per tonne X farm for November, with the potential of an additional premium for human consumption grades. We have seen a few samples of new crop beans from crops in Essex and Kent. These early harvested crops have yielded 4 to 4.25 tonnes per hectare, which is surprisingly good considering they have been cut so early. Quality was disappointing, however, with a lot of small beans and quite high brewkid infestation levels. Currently, there are no premiums for human consumption, as many more samples need to be assessed before market levels can be established. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. Gas prices continue to drive global nitrogen markets. The UK gas price was 9 pence per therm in May 2020 and rose to 66 pence per therm in May 2021. Today, it sits at £1.15 per therm. Gas supply, storage and availability, being prevalent issues in the summer months, are a real concern moving into autumn and winter. Gas prices drive ammonia prices, which translates to high nitrogen prices. UK values have again risen by £10 per tonne this week, trying to keep up with Europe. However, these values are still below European levels. India has announced a further purchase tender, 
and is likely to return to the market next week for more granular and prilled urea. The market is a little weaker, but freight rates have risen, leaving little difference in urea values between India and the UK. Granular urea prices remain firm with plenty of demand, even at these high levels. Demand is slow whilst harvesting continues. Nevertheless, prices are firm on all MOP, TSP and DAP products. Blenders have again moved prices upwards this week due to increased replacement costs. The last few weeks have seen some demand increase, which has reduced UK stocks, especially for MOP. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 13th of August. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform.